1: <gasps> hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Hello. You scared me. I Sorry. thought we were Sorry. coming into the last episode of the season or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. I... Well, it's technically the last episode about an episode in season three, but we have one more episode. Season three of us. Yes. One more episode of our season three still remains.
2: Right. However, hello.
1: That's the future. Don't worry about Don't that worry. right now. Yes. Be
2: here now in the present with us. So beautiful. <laughs> mm, the delicious
1: present moment. So now that we're together in the intro for the first time since prom, we wanted to just say prom. Yes, exactly. Good. Well put, Jenny. Thank you. Very well put. Uh, we had the most amazing time with all of you in Los Angeles. We saw the most incredible pictures from your prom ups in Paris and in New York and in Chicago and in Atlanta and in Philly. Ah, Philly. Oh, it was just a really special evening all around. And we cannot wait to do it all over again with all of you. Thank you to so many of you who came out either in our city or in yours.
2: And hey, what is a prom without sponsors? Uh, Some of which to whom we must bow at this exact moment in time. Thank you so much to the amazing Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles who hosted us. They were so incredible. What a beautiful space. They made it they literally made it possible. So, mm-hmm. thank you so much to the Ace. Thank you also to Boom Comics for your generous donation of uh, many, many issues of heavy vinyl, uh, penned by our very own DJ Carlytron. Yeah. And <laughs> thank you so much to Justin's for uh, providing us with many, many delicious, succulent peanut butter cups. Wow. Thank wow. You.
1: Succulent. Yeah, that's right. It's a word not often used to describe peanut butter cups, but it's so I accurate. I do
2: what I want and I
1: <laughs> say what I feel. Yes. Thank you to those three humans. They're not humans. Thank you to entities. those three entities for uh, for really helping us make everything so special. All of you in LA know that the, the swag bags were really fun of some delicious goodies. So um, speaking of delicious goodies... It's the end of the season, and that means we have some things in our store. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. There's some stuff. To tell you about these things. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. First of all, Jenny's giggling. She's not giggling about this item. But the season three CD is up for pre-order. Yes. Uh, that means that if you are collecting all of the CDs, we get it. I mean, this is kind of a collect. Collectible fandom. You know, we are people that like to have physical items and a complete set. So we get it. Uh if you would like that CD, it's up there for pre-order now. Also, there's a new enamel pin and it it reads um willow in the streets, vampire willow in the sheets. Uh a uh, you know, very important phrase that (laughs) words to live by. Words to live by, yes. So that enamel pin is up in the store now, and a third new item has arrived. Listen, human, this human being's item, uh, if you if you listen to our live episode, uh, Revelations, that we taped at Nerd Melt, uh, you might remember that Christine Tuna, who designed our logo, said to me on that fateful evening, Kristen, if you would like illustrations to go along with your erotic novels from season three, please let me <laughs> help you with those. To which I said, Christine, please let us have a business lunch and discuss... To which we did. And now, for all of you, there is a beautifully printed, it's like we call it a zine, but it's really, it's, it's made like a literary magazine. It's made very fancily. And it is a 16-page booklet that contains my erotic novels paired with Christine's illustrations. It's really special. I just feel
2: like, just to be very clear, when Kristen says <laughs> erotic novels, she means
1: a handful of lines of dialogue yeah. that she has curated. Yes. Okay, cool. That's what it says on the cover. It says words chosen mm-hmm. by Kristen Russo. I just don't want anybody to expect multiple erotic novels. Jenny! Anyone going into this zine with expectations will only have them exceeded. So I'm not concerned. Okay, forget I said anything. Great. So those things are all in the store. And of course, everything else that we have uh, brought for your wonderment is in that store as well. Just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and you can click on shop.
2: Also, speaking of things that may delight you. (laughs) Wow. Uh, At prom, we got to announce something very exciting. Which is that uh, our friends and uh, brilliant human entities, uh, Brittany Ashley and Laura Zack are going to be working in tandem with us to bring you an Angel podcast when we we begin season four. Yes. And uh, it's called Angel on Top. You can find them on social media at Angel on top cast, mm-hmm. and uh, they are incredible. If you haven't checked out their Daria podcast, Sicker Sadder World, I highly, highly
1: recommend it. Yes, I do too. We're. So- pretty excited about this, everybody. Could not be more pleased so, and, to have and those two you, people at the helm. A lot of you on the internet have been like, crossover episodes, though, wink, wink, wink. And yes, of course, we're going to be doing something for crossover mm, what's episodes. What's a crossover episode? Oh, yeah. Well, first, it, we'll teach Jenny what a crossover Thank episode you. is. And then, yeah, we'll be having a lot of fun with them. We're going to be working closely with them. It's going to be the best. Um, One other thing that we want to talk about before we get into this episode, and then we can all graduate together, nice. uh, is that... Uh, if you're a patron of ours, there's something fun happening this weekend. We're doing our graduation day Buffy Watch on Saturday, March 31st at 2 p.m. Pacific. If you're already a patron, you've seen the announcement. And if you're in the Facebook group, that is where we will go live. All of the instructions and information is there for you. And we're going to be watching both parts. It's the first time we've ever done a double header, Very exciting. Buffy Watch. Uh, not to mention that, of course, if you're a patron at many levels, you get things like Q&A videos and extra mailbag episodes. It's a hoot over there. So you can find out more at bufferingvampireslayer.com. Just click on Patreon.
2: I think that's everything that we need to talk about before we start talking about the episode.
1: So let's yes. go do that now. Jenny, will you put on your cap and gown? I already have mine on, so. I will not. <laughs> wow.
2: Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where, of course, we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer
1: one at a time. Spoiler free, I am Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And this week, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 22, Graduation Day, Part 2, otherwise known as the last episode of the third season. The last episode of Season Faith. The last, yeah, season Faith, the finale. <laughs> Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. Graduation Day Part 2 was written and directed by Joss Whedon and
2: originally aired on July 13th, 1999, yes, a couple uh, oh, months after it was supposed
1: to. Everybody had to wait. We thought about, we played around with the idea of making you all wait two months <laughs> for our finale, but we're not cruel. Yeah, we're not monsters. Uh this is the one where on Ascension Day, Buffy and her friends prepare for the ultimate battle as they face off against the mayor and a horde of vampires. Horde? I know. I like that the like it's they face off against the mayor. Like I don't know if the vampires really get to count.
2: Uh they do some damage, but I the mayor guess. is the key player.
1: You know what I noticed about the mayor's vampires is that they're all men. Classic. And I just feel like that should not go unnoted. Mm. Uh, Not to jump right in here, Jenny, but it reminds me of a certain structure that we talk about on this podcast sometimes. The
3: Patreon!
1: Is that the earliest we've ever placed that? It might be. Listen, we're moving through the seasons, and the patriarchy just keeps getting closer and closer. Uh 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 But really, like, you know, I just feel like the mayor, (laughs) I guess in my mind, like, the mayor is a family guy, so that lines up in my mind with, like, patriarchy and having patriarchal tendencies, picking all men, vampires. Mm -hmm,
4: mm -hmm. But also,
1: like, I don't know. I just feel like the mayor might be an equal opportunity employer you know, like, I feel like he might have his eye on business best practices, and I'm just surprised. That's all I'm saying. Wow.
2: Well, he he does employ one very important
1: female. <laughs> female. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, okay, so the episode starts, and we're right where we left off. Oh, my. Gasping. Could you imagine having to wait? Because, wait, did you have to wait, or you weren't watching? I think I had fallen off by this okay, point. because... I just, can you imagine like the, the last scene? Buffy is the, ah, she's there she and she on the truck. She, no. She falls into the truck and then it's, fuck it's it, two it. months. Sorry, later. you have to wait two months to find out what has happened. Yeah, that is an intense,
2: that is a cruel and unusual right? break
1: between things.
2: But luckily for us, 20 years into the future, <laughs> we don't have to wait. No. We <laughs> we get to find out right now that Buffy is still on the rooftop. Yeah. She's looking all fucked up. Yeah. She leaves the knife covered in her fingerprints and so much blood and so much blood at the scene of the
1: crime and then just like
2: staggers down a ladder
1: yeah and just in the nick of time because right when she gets down the ladder the mayor is there Uh uh-huh and holy shit I mean the mayor has I don't know I mean the mayor's had so many incredible episodes of course but this is this is really something really so it was which episode was it was it last week where he got really mad about the box no that was a couple weeks ago Uh uh-huh that was like the first time we sort of saw him snap and this whole episode is like just a series of that oh yeah of him like ping-ponging between his two poles yes let's let's just tune into the mayor for a second when he says find them
0: we have to find them put everyone on it do it now but sir the ascension find
1: them he is scary. And and I think what Harry Groner... Now, I, I think all of you know this by now, but next week, our last episode of, this, of our season will be an interview that I was able to do with Harry Groner. And there are so many incredible stories about so many of the scenes in these last couple of episodes. It's just, it's really, really awesome. So stay tuned for that next week. But he goes from this extreme of like fury, find them, to then like sort of turning on his heel and, and getting right in his head about faith. She's he's strong. She's like totally in shock. She right, she's strong. She'll she'll be all right. She'll be all right. It's it's heartbreaking. It's really a lot. And he's Harry Groener is fucking incredible. Yeah, he's so good. So then we go to the credits. Uh great. Credits happen.
2: Yes. Nobody can say they didn't happen. No, nope, nobody
1: can say that.
2: Uh and then tea is soothing
1: I wish to be tense. Yes, and Xander is still rocking that green, your favorite green sweater. Here's
2: the thing. It's good now, but later in the episode, it starts to be less good.
1: Oh, what happens to
2: the sweater? He starts
1: whining inside oh. of it. <laughs> so the sweater maintains its shape. It's just that Xander gets whiny in it. Yeah, and starts making it look bad. Yeah, I actually, I have some things to say when we get to whiny Xander. Okay, 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 okay. Um, But anyway, yes, and so this, right, Giles is breaking with tradition. He's drinking coffee because he wants to be tense. Right. And then we get this amazing, Cordelia is on fucking point in this episode. She's great. She's really on point. She just comes in and she's like, excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> I need to know what is going on because Wesley just called me. First, First of, of all, all <laughs> how does he have her number? Yeah, Ooh, nah. yeah, yeah. We'll get more <laughs> as we go into the episode. <laughs> but um but it's just a really it's just a really funny Cordelia scene where she's like, you know, you stayed around like a big loser, so why does he <laughs> you have, have to fight. leave? Sure. And then she does a classic Cordelia twist where she's mad, she hates everybody, but of course she's going to stay and help. Uh-huh. Because she wants to save the world, too. Yeah. Because why? She has so many layers. So many layers. Oh, it's good to see a couple of them again. Speaking of layers, how many layers of sweat would you <laughs> no. say are on Angel? <laughs> the, the limit does not exist. Now,
2: what do you think is the biological sort of stitch. I guess it's probably a metaphysics thing with vampires with and sweat? sweating because they're not um drinking water like uh d- are vampires uh you know 80% water or whatever like the rest of- do you think there's do you think they're that the-
1: just like us <laughs> do you think that their sweat has a diff- Maybe their sweat just has a different chemical composition. Oh, you think it's like coppery? It's blood. Yeah, it's bloody sweat. But it's
2: clear. It's so clear. Well, sure,
1: maybe it loses its color, but preserves
2: its... We're going to have to talk to somebody who has licked sweat off of Angel. <laughs> yeah, well, any vampire. <laughs> or any, any vampire. Uh, If you've
1: licked sweat off of a vampire, you can email Please us. Please call us. Buffering the Vampire Slayer at gmail.com and let us know if it had a coppery, penny-like taste yep. to it. Yeah, mm, delicious. That'll help our scientific... Research. So Angel is so sweaty, and Willow is like helping him at the bedside, giving him cold compresses, and Angel confuses Willow for Buffy. And it's almost as good as what we learn in the next scene, which is that Angel did the same thing <laughs> to Oz. So great. So yeah. So Angel's delirious, but we get a good little sexual tension uh moment. Yeah, what a delight. I would, I would like to personally oh, nominate, nominate? Okay. I, I would like we saw Willow and Angel, but I would like to personally nominate Angel and Oz. <laughs> Just I'm putting them For in the o- ring. off-camera
2: attention, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll come sure, back sure, sure, sure. To,
1: to get to the final results, but I'd like to put them in the ring.
2: Meanwhile, you know that thing <laughs> where... Your local mayor is about to ascend into yes. the form of a true demon that walks the earth. And yes. you're um like really stressed out about that. But yes. also you just had delightful first time sex with your adorable boyfriend in the middle uh, yes, of all so that chaos. And
1: you're just feeling so guilty. <laughs> and you're so you're feeling so guilty. And all you want to do is have sex one more time. Just one more time. Maybe, Maybe in the back ends. of a van. Like Maybe, why not? Well, who knows? Who that knows? could happen later. We don't know. Listen, natural disasters, acts of God and also the Universe? hell mouse, okay. yes. <laughs> uh, I think are, you know, cl- it's a classic I- inspiration for human beings to copulate, if you will. Copulate. Is that the right word?
2: Y- yes. Does that mean
1: do it? That does
2: mean do I see it.
1: Yeah. I remember um, I went into when, when we lived in Brooklyn, I went into a, like a card store in Brooklyn. Where, and- where could this be okay. going? <laughs> <laughs> and then I... And then there was a storm and I slept with a cashier. No. How dare you? No, I went into the card store to get like a card for somebody's baby shower or something. And um, actually, I think it was a card for a baby shower. And the and the woman behind the desk was like, oh, is this a Sandy baby? And I was like, a what? And she was like, oh, well, like just a lot of babies are being born in the next couple of months because of Hurricane Sandy. Like Wow the hurricane happened and people were like, well, there's no power. And um, I, you know, I have this body and and you, yeah, you sure. have a body. Uh, we can't watch TV. We can't, you know, get uh-huh. on the phone. So uh-huh. we might as well take our bodies and just mash them together a okay. little bit. And then <laughs> babies happen. how it works? That's how and it- Mashing is That's the, the birds and the bees talk from Kristen verb. Russo.
2: I feel weird. Cool. <laughs> so anyway, Buffy gets back. <laughs> And she's like, I'd like to be alone with him. Yo, Buffy looks so hot. She looks amazing in this episode. She looks, she looks so really good fucking good. In the last like, episode and in
1: the prom, when right? she got dumped in a sewer. Her hair is on Yeah, something point. happened to her hair. She's looking all like, you know, sun-kissed and blonde and yes. just, like, you know, like she carries the weight of the world on her shoulders and she's going to kick a lot of ass. That's my kind of girl, is what mm-hmm, I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's looking real hot and she's like, drink me. Wait, wait, wait. First, <laughs> Angel's like, I'm ready to die. Yeah, he's like, I've waited for this moment for 243 <laughs> years. My time has come. I'm ready. And then Buffy's like, not just yet, stud muffin. <laughs> Drink me, and then Angel's like, I would never. <laughs> how could and you? And how could you possibly suggest something? <laughs> and he stands up, and he staggers. Now this is one of my because he staggers into like the living room. He's and just such a close But like the props department, the, the decision in this scene to be like <laughs> Angel needs to fall, but it won't be dramatic enough for him to just fall. So can you put five <laughs> copper plates in a row, oh like coffee table? Coffee table plates that no one would ever use for any purpose <laughs> ever. They must all be metal and look like they came from medieval times. <laughs> oh my God. And he just falls and they're like, kling, 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 kling. <laughs> And it
2: just, uh, yes, I enjoyed right, it. Right, right. And then Buffy engages in everyone's favorite form of foreplay. But she's Punching David Boreanaz in the face. Yeah, this once, is
1: her. Twice, three <laughs> times, a bloodlustful vampire. <laughs> This is her move. This is Buffy's foreplay. Hell yeah. My note in all caps is Buffy is punching all of her lovers, you know? just wow. knocking him wow. down one at a time. Wow, and
3: once she
2: gets him into Vamp Face, she oh. just pulls her shirt to the side. Cue, and... the music swells. Oh my gosh, and then he's drinking, and then it's messy. We've never really seen like a
1: hot, hot close-up
2: of vampire yeah. drinking before. This
1: is way more graphic than they gave us when they were actually having sex. Way more graphic. Way more. Then this they slow
2: motion fall to the ground, and the music swells again. <laughs> so intense. No, here's something yes everyone is like oh no faith oh no faith oh you don't you didn't bring faith back to feed to angel so that she can die and he can live because we have passed judgment and decided that faith's life is not worth saving right. and She is irredeemable even angel is like faith and buffy's right. like nope and here's my fucking question okay yeah what is did it? anybody consider for one second making like a vampire slayer arnold palmer Four. Right, half and Angel. half, half and half. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Everybody's helping. Everybody feels good. Everybody regenerates their
1: blood faster than uh, a regular mortal. The vampire slayer Arnold Balmer is one of your top moments. It's Thank you. Very, very good. Um, yeah, I thought the same thought. You know, or like there's had to be a better way. You know, they're just there had to be a better way. But whatever they need, but like I'm high glad drama. we get this scene. Yeah, I'm so glad. And we also.
2: Are you gonna talk about how she crushes what the one to be of the like, metal it looks canisters? Like, it looks like it's made out of pewter. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so dense.
1: And uh, she's just like, squunch. Right. She's like, I-, I feel like this was a ca- uh, shout-out to Ghost, you know? Like with the pottery. Like, oh my god. <laughs> they were like, let's give her metal pottery and she will crush yeah, yeah, it. And she can just tell. Demi Lovato. What's her name? Demi Moore. Demi Moore? The
2: other? Okay. Um, now, listen. Can I just interject here with a very brief aside? Please. Okay. I did my first watch of this episode with Chris Farron. Ah, uh, yes. You did, indeed. And Chris was like,
1: do you want me to take notes? And I was Chris, like, Chris Farron, <laughs> in case anyone is listening out of chronological order and doesn't know what's good in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Chris Farron is a, a very talented musician. You heard his uh, vocal as Xander in, yeah. on The Zeppo. And Chris also guested uh, on Reptile Boy with us, having never seen an episode ever before. Right. Exactly. So and this is two for this him. Is this is his, his second, second episode so ever. So he's watched totally Reptile Boy <laughs> and then skipped to graduate. Graduation Day Part Two. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now continue. So he was like, Do you want me to
2: take notes? And I was like, That will not be necessary. And he was like, Cool, let me just get my notebook. <laughs> and then as I was leaving, he like handed me this piece of paper and he was like, You'll want these for the show. So, and his notes seem to end like right after this scene, I think. They're kind of vague. Okay. But <laughs> here are his notes for the episode. Okay. <clears throat> Chris Farron's notes, parenthetical, important. <laughs> Who is that? Who's that guy? What's up with that guy's face? Then we were watching it on on his Hulu account, which has commercials. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a commercial for Ashley Furniture. Okay. And uh, then he wrote, they played one of my songs in an Ashley Furniture store one time.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> then he wrote- v- Very thorough research. Who is
2: that? <laughs> then he wrote, boobs. Wonder what boobs. that was in reference to. Yeah. Who's boobs? Mm, unknown. Interesting. And then he wrote, Dr. Evil's
1: son. <laughs> then he wrote- <laughs> Okay. Drink me, hell yeah, baby. Do you think he wrote boobs about uh, Angel's boobs? (laughs) Sweaty boobs? Did he write sweaty boobs? He did not write sweaty boobs. Okay, I was So drink me, hell yeah, baby. Okay.
2: Sexy punching. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What is going on? Who's that? Those are his who, total.
1: Numbers. Wait, who did he Who Did he not know? No. <laughs> it could have happened at any point in the road <laughs> Okay, of- <laughs> Great. So, Chris Farron, as always, just a stellar yeah. guest yeah, on yeah, the yeah. show. This has been live. Chris Farron Corner. Thanks for stopping <laughs> great. by. So okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Farron. Uh, Chris Farron, uh, for reasons unknown to you, we'll see you in season five. Uh can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. okay. So. Did Angel run Buffy all the way, all the way to the ER, or did he carry her onto the city you bus? You know how in Twilight, I think the thing in Twilight is that Edward Cullen can run; that the vampires can run like really, really, really fast. That sounds familiar. Do you right? Like they're like a blur. Do you think that yeah. that Angel might have just usurped some of that ability here? Like, no, why? I think he... does he not have a car? Does Angel not drive? Uh,
2: Angel does not. Because he's so clumsy. <laughs> he's such a clumsy, he can't get his license. <laughs>
1: Ah. Okay, so, all right. So, so he's all like, she needs blood. Yeah. You know when you get to the hospital and you're like, hey, doc, <laughs> she needs blood. Uh, yeah, he rips the door handle off the door and the doctor's like, uh, Been doing I some guess Give her a rabies shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, man. But like, let's just be real. Like, the, the law enforcement of Sunnydale knows kind of what's up. So right. you can't tell me. That these doctors aren't completely aware of when a blood-sucked human comes in. I mean... Maybe, but, like, do a lot of blood-sucked humans get
2: to the hospital? I feel like mostly they just die.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I just feel like the doctors... I don't know. I just feel like the doctors in Sunnydale should know a little bit more of what's going on. But that's just my... Two cents.
2: Wait, just popping back, sorry, just thinking a little bit more about drinking blood. Um, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, th- that, th- it's important, maybe, to just mention that's the longest by far we've ever seen a vampire feeding on a human being. Yes. Well, and right. I mean, and, and he, also not taking
1: it all, apparently. Well, well I mean, if it was a regular human being. Well, it's not like Buffy has more blood than a regular human no, being. No, but she's. But her blood she is regener- more Well, I think, like, if she gets a cut or wound, it heals quicker. Oh, right, right, right. So, so you think that her must, blood is just like. It regenerates quicker. Okay. Yeah. I I I think so. That's my scientific take. Um, So then, right, after this dramatic scene, Angel, of course, is like, where is a payphone? I can't possibly go through an episode without making a call on a payphone. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to alert the Scoopies. Give him a break. You're just being rude right now. I just, he just has his things is all I'm saying. Like, if you were going to have a picture book of Angel, there'd be a page of him with pewter. There'd uh-huh. be a page of him with a fire. There'd be another page of him with fire. There'd <laughs> be a third page of fire. Where, and, and then, then a, a, a picture a pay, of him at Pottery Barn. A picture of him at Pottery Barn. And then a picture of him sweaty. <laughs> a picture of him tripping. <laughs> and then a picture of him in a payphone. So what okay. about his clues?
2: What about his little. Oh, and no then then the of last clues? page,
1: of course, would be
2: Detective Angel. Man.
1: Wow. Detective, you know, I wish that we, I just wish that when we got to the end of this season, that somebody would say, you know, this guy's got a lot going for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to see more of him once a week. Let's do a whole series on him. And then you know what I wish on top of that, Jenny? Tell me. I wish there were two queer ladies out there in the world who weren't you and me, but maybe were super fun and they thought, let me and you talk about Angel uh, on a podcast Called Angel on Top. You're saying you want two people who aren't us. Two people who aren't us, but who are still queer. Important ingredient. And great. And and great, yes. And who, you know, understand the intricacies of being a vampire detective. Kristen. Yes. Since you seem to have suffered some form of mild amnesia, oh, and
2: you're okay. making these wishes into the ether, let me just remind <laughs> you that we actually have arranged, by the might of our very own four hands combined, uh, for... <laughs> None other than Brittany Ashley and Laura Zack, oh. two American oh. dreams. Wow. Uh, two perfect queer women. Yes. Uh, two adjacent to us. Yes. Start covering the Angel spinoff well, series. Holy shit. What? Holy shit, Jenny. Their new podcast will be called Angel on Top, and you can start following them now on social media. They are Angel on Topcast on Instagram and Twitter. Find them, follow them, stay up to date.
1: They'll be launching uh, right around when we come back for season
2: four. Hell yeah. We'll we'll be
1: going uh, in tandem, if you will. And more to come on that.
2: But if you want to get familiar with them in the meantime, if you're not somehow familiar, you should totally check out their amazing Daria podcast, Sicker, Sadder World. Yes. It is the best. I have listened to every single episode and I can tell you definitively... That it is a delight, and I love listening to them talk, and you will probably love listening to them talk, too. Great. Unless you hate things that are good, but right. I don't think that you no, do. You wouldn't be here if you Let's hope not. Things Unless it was a secret that this is terrible, and wow. we're just finding out now. Ah! This is complicated.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what else is complicated, Jenny? What? Uh, well, Buffy's not the only slayer in this
2: ER. Oh. Holy My god. Shit. What are the odds that they would just be adjacent to
1: one another? Right next to each other. They're the, so they're good, in and, the slayer ward. So <sighs> heavy <laughs> sigh. The mayor. Yeah. I know he's evil, no, but uh, this he's, is
3: hard
1: to watch. It's your day. It's yes. it's your day. So rough. It really is. this is rough. I mean, also we hear from the
2: doctor that faith has like severe head trauma. yeah, and it is expected that she will never wake up from this coma
1: right which is you know what I think that tells us too is that had she not thrown herself off of the building, she would have lived because the head trauma I mean right that like had to be from she the fall. she right she she survived the blood loss but
2: and she the... wouldn't have lived because Fucking Buffy would have tossed her over her shoulder like a Christmas sack of presents, right. and taken her back to Vamp Mansion, fed her right. to her boyfriend like a f- monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so man, watching Harry Goner's face when he hears what the that doctor says, yes. and like how he just like goes slack and just starts like walking like a fucking murder it's zombie. So fucking good.
1: He's so fucking good yeah it's so almost y- as if he were an actor almost so he he walks into the next room and this is really dark intense. yeah like the way it's like a twist on the pillow over the face thing and the fact that it's his hand and like yeah. the way he grips her face yeah is yeah so It's just really fucked up. And let me tell you, I am hoping that if I'm ever in a position where the mayor of my town is trying to suffocate me after I've lost a lot of blood, that my nurse is a little more efficient (laughs) than the nurse that walks in the room. I understand that, like, maybe she couldn't do anything, but she was like, stop, please. Yeah, sir. So, Excuse me, (laughs) sir. Sir. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I feel like she should have just, like, sounded all the alarms, like, have been screaming as she ran out the door. Like, there's a man trying to kill one of our patients. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and
2: then, like, Angel... Pops in and
1: is like, Rah. yeah, yeah. Angel, Angel's like, I heard there was room for more drama, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is great. The mayor and and Angel showing down.
2: Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Love Harry Gruner's little monologue and then Angel's
1: rabid dog face. <laughs> <laughs> also, the way that Angel throws the mayor is really kind of cool because he hits the tray of medical supplies but also his elbow hits the window it like shatters all the things around oh yeah which is just nice well well, nice
2: aim angel yeah
1: great job and then okay so this happens and first of all i don't i still don't understand why the mayor is not yet in handcuffs at this point like i feel like enough time has passed where are the people in this hospital yeah you hear security getting called over the intercom yeah and the mayor's just like nothing to see here this is an intermission in the show blah 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 sauntering out like nobody cares okay fine So then we go out into the hallway, and the Scoobies have arrived, right? (sighs) This is, and this is where you hate Xander in his sweater. But I actually have something to say about Xander. I mean, please. So, you know, we have a history here on the show of being really fed up with Xander's bullshit. And I am annoyed in this moment, but this is a, this is a thing. This is Xander's thing. I mean, Xander has been uh, upset about Angel being alive because he's afraid of what it will do to Buffy since the dawn of time. So it's not out of character for him to have a response to this. But there's a moment that we see before he says his line, the like camera is on Xander right as or right after Angel says, like, yes, I did this thing. You see Xander take it in and, like, quake with it and, like, reason with it. It's just, like, a split second, but Mm. it's this, like, really awesome moment where you see him, like, trying to process it. Then we, like, Giles, I think, says something, and then it goes back to Xander, and that's when Xander's, like you know whatever fucking he does his Xander thing but there was just like a little bit more depth to it for me because of that little tiny moment like the moment where he tried to or was reckoning with it or whatever and of course he just came out the other end being like fuck you man but yeah
2: I I mean this is one of those things where is this is not like straight up withholding of information the way that sometimes on TV people just do not tell each other vital info and then that like results in hijinks and terrible miscommunication and people doing things they regret and can never undo. But like, it's a variation on that theme. It's not like Angel was like, hey, babe. No faith, what if I just drink you? Right. It was Buffy's idea. He was weak and delirious. She punched him in the face and then shoved sure. his teeth into her neck. Sure, but do you know why? But of course he's so tortured that he would never yes. be like, um guys, actually this is what happened. Like he feels like a piece of garbage. Right. He's so Full of uh, shame and guilt. Yeah. So instead of him saying
1: any of this, he's like, I deserve all of your hatred, whether it's founded or not, Mm because I'm angel and I'm so deserving. Are you understanding why I I say you're angel now? I relate to this. I see it. Yes. Mm I get it. At the end of the episode, I was like, cool, Jenny, you are literally angel. And she was like, what? (laughs) How dare you? And now, as we begin to unpack some of Angel's fucking motivations, you will see... Wow, how they align? I'm just saying. Let me just check my little notebook of clues and see if I have <laughs>
2: anything that lines
1: up with what you're saying. <laughs> great. you do that. <laughs> so then we enter into the dream. Yo, this I can't is... remember. I
2: can't remember if we've had like a great dream on this show already. Oh, I yes, feel like you have gone off on I have how gone great off, the right? dreams are.
1: Yes. This Joyce is... like dropping the plate. Remember? right, 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 right.
2: right. This is like, the next level. This is of how good dreams get on this fucking show. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Please go, go forth. You you no, know, know I, I mean that—that
1: to... that is basically where I was going. I mean, I want to talk about the specifics too, but just the—I just there's no. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> please, I really, please, please. I really tried to Gosh. let you talk, but just so you know what didn't it looked like in the room. <laughs> Jenny was like sitting on her hands, and then like erupted, and her arms like shot out, and she was like, "I dropped." <laughs> so go ahead, Jenny. Speak it's your just... truth.
2: There is. I've never seen anything in film or TV that like comes close to to like nailing so hard what the experience of dreaming
1: is really like. The fade, the image fade in, fade out. That quick, like, vroom, yeah, vroom, yeah, is that, and incredible. The the way that the dialogue works yeah, and like is and isn't. Do you think that the visual, I I interpreted the visual of like Faith because, you know, Faith gets real up close to the screen and Buffy sort of in the background. And it's sort of like the closer she gets, the um, brighter the light. It sort of like washes out her whole face. And I interpreted that as like her being closer to death than Buffy. Wow. Um, I don't know if that was intentional on their part but it seemed like you know like walk into the light like is kind of a right. thing. Wow. Uh, so yeah just gorgeous. This is what maybe one of the, <sighs> I don't know I just think it's a beautiful scene. Yeah it's uh, really. Also the cat. What's that symbolism all about? Beautiful cat. Just Faith has a cat in this reality.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean nobody indicates that it's anybody's cat. It just happens to be in the apartment. Oh, it's just in
1: the I don't apartment. know. I know. I feel like if we were, like, better dream people, we should have gotten a dream expert for this episode. Next time. Yeah. You let us know if you have any interpretations of the cat. But,
2: like, man, like, aren't these things supposed to take care of themselves? Right? And uh, Faith
1: sharing this human weakness Yeah. tidbit. And then the, like, just take what you need. Like, mm-hmm. We're in some, like, Slayerscape where... Well, this is...
2: They both have, we assume, prophetic dreams, not that we have ever seen evidence of faith prophetic dreams, but uh, I'm down to consider the possibility that, uh, in addition to having prophetic dreams, they can... I mean, this is the first time in history that we're aware of that there have been two Slayers, but it makes sense that since they are coming from, like, through the same lineage... Yes. ...that they might be able to pop into each other's dreams. Totally. Which reminds me. Do
3: it! But also
2: (laughs) share...
1: Valuable information. Yes. Uh, sharing dream space reminds me of one of my favorite films of all time, Jenny, Nightmare on Elm Street, Three Dream Warriors. Wow. Uh, where all of the Elm Street kids realize that they have the power, I think because of um, Kristen, a, a character, by, uh, you know, the name is, I think, chosen because of she her. sounds hot. Yeah. She's pretty great. Play, uh, played by Patricia Arquette. Uh, she has the power to pull people into her dreams. So she can, when Freddie is in her dreams, she can be like, Nancy. And Nancy's always like, God damn it, Kristen. Seriously? <laughs> Nancy wants a break. yes, and Kincaid and Joey. She pulls them all into her dream. Anyway, I love the movie, and I love any excuse to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank well you done, very much
2: great job. Also, <laughs> the the fact that they reference the sort of like cross dreaming within yes. the dream, like is this my your mind or mine? Yeah, beats me. Like. Ah, oh. just really, 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 really good. And oh. then faith, of course, oh God, in a classic way to wake up from a dream. I don't know how you wake up from dream, <laughs> but faith is
1: reaching towards Buffy's face. <laughs>
2: tight. And then Buffy wakes up.
1: The only thing better than two slayers in love is two slayers in love sharing a dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't that what there's nothing better than? That is. Okay. So uh, then you think, oh my god, what an incredible experience that was to have how- Faith and Buffy <laughs> together. And then, how could it get any more how- intense? How could it get any more intense? And Buffy like gets out of bed and she's in her and hospital gown wearing, wearing a, clothes, like a beautiful, beautiful outfit. white outfit underneath, which I think we're not supposed to see, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she walks over to Faith in her hospital bed, and what does she do, everybody? She returns the kiss that Faith once gave to her. Wow! Uh, I'm sure that that Buffy was just disappointed that the writers' room uh, was not followed, that it wasn't a kiss on the lips both right. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because it was re because it was done as a kiss on the forehead, we get a kiss on the forehead here. But you and me, Jenny, and everybody listening, will all just imagine that this is just as romantic as it can be. Super romantic. Returning the love here, and, and listen, yeah, I feel like what I feel in this moment mm-hmm. watching
2: that is like, it is so fucked up that this is where Faith has ended up.
1: I agree. And I'm like, I'm playing, you know, we've had a good time all season with Buffy and Faith, but right, I actually, right, right. if I'm being serious, this moment is not sexual at all. It's Yeah, like, of course not. It's very, very um gutting. Be- <laughs> no pun intended. Yikes. Uh, yikes. <laughs> um, Watch it, But Kristen. it's just, it's, it, you know- <laughs> Buffy loves Faith, and she has always loved Faith, and they shared something really special. And I don't know. I I mean, I think Buffy... This isn't
2: like the kind of loss that you can measure. Like, if you think about it, I mean, none of us could possibly understand what it would be to be so singular, right? Right. To be like a supernatural force in the world Mm -hmm. uh, and and have no one and then gain someone and then lose that someone and then gain another someone who is like more a part of your life and then lose them kind of by your own hand or or they kind of like lose themselves. But like also we're sort of like not given any (laughs) assistance in like preventing themselves from getting lost. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's just really sad. And I think uh, Buffy, this is that moment that Xander said, right. I don't want to lose you. And like, this is like, we're seeing a little bit of that, like, but we are losing. We did lose a part of Buffy when she put that knife in faith, we lost a part of Buffy. When when she sees that Faith is in a coma and it is by her own hand, we lose we lost a part of Buffy. And like that part of Buffy will never come back. I mean, that's this is a this is an extreme example of it, but that is part of growing up and moving through life that things happen to you and you do things that you can't erase and they become a part of you. And you know take away a part of you uh so i think we see that all in this forehead kiss so i didn't mean to trivialize it by making a joke um but yeah it's really serious and then buffy puts her red leather pants back on tight and is like hey guys i've got i'm ready a plan to go to war let's
2: do some war you know who else
1: is ready to go to war is principal snyder (laughs) He is at graduation forty hours before everybody else, (laughs) just ruffling the diplomas in a panic. (laughs) Are they all? Are they even
2: in a container of any kind? Are they all just standing upright miraculously? No, they're. I think they're in a perfect
1: rectangle. I think they're in something. Maybe. Um. But yes, he's he's ready for graduation, and boy, does he have no idea what What he's in store for. Mm -hmm. The first thing, not to spoil my interview with Harry Groner, but I think the first thing that Harry said to me when we sat down was. Yes, to answer your question, Snyder tasted delicious. Oh my god! <laughs> so then we cut to the library, and here the Scoobies are in like the straight up war room, like it's yeah. set up like a war room. Buffy's at the chair at the head. She has just completed
2: uh, explaining her detailed plan. Yes, and everyone is like, "This plan is bananas."
1: Yes, Oz counters with, "There could be a more bananas plan where we attack the mayor with hummus." Now that's a like cross food. I should go. (laughs) Bananas and hummus. Yeah, those are two foods I don't like to think about together. (laughs) Uh, Cordelia, listen, I don't even want to wait anymore. Let's just give Cordelia her jingle for what has happened already and what is to happen.
2: Wow, the final Cordelia jingle of season three.
1: How do you know? I might ask for another one before the episode's over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it probably is the last Cordelia jingle. Uh she she comes to the scene and they're like, human weakness, germs? Which is like solid call on everybody like that is a like human weakness. Yeah. yeah, yeah that the yeah, mayor yeah. did have. And she's like, you know what, let's just hear her.
3: Well, Angel, you hung with him the most. Was there something that he's afraid of? Well, it's not
0: crazy about germs. Of course. That's it. We'll attack him with germs. Great. We'll get him cornered and then you can sneeze on him. No, no. We'll get a container of Ebola virus and, and, um, or it doesn't even have to be real. We can just get a box that says Ebola on it and, um, chase him. With the box.
1: (laughs) A box, just a box. Yeah. Because she's, write... thinking, she's thinking ahead, man. Oh, I just realized no, we don't want to give everybody the Ebola virus. So <laughs> let's just write it on the box. Great work, Jesus. Cordelia. And then who walks ben. to check? Oh. No. <laughs> Well, like, Detective <laughs> Angel is like faith is his human weakness. Yes, Detective Angel. After all these solving episodes, solving the case, putting them together, nailing it, man, great job! Uh, but what I was going to say is, then who walks in? But Wesley Wyndham Price, of course, doing the first brave thing we've seen him do since he entered the show. So great, right? Yeah, so I'm not here for the council. Just tell me how I can help. And they said, "Wesley, great! You know you can help. You can run into the battle and then fall immediately and <laughs> lay on
3: the get ground."
2: <laughs> but before we get to yes. to that, of course, Cordelia is
1: like, "That is so
2: classy." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That got a big guffaw from Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go into what I call in my notes the war room montage. Wow, where we're cutting That's
2: much better than my how I described it, which <laughs> was back and forth planning montage, good v evil.
1: Wow, yours is very scurry. wordy. Got more of a ring to it. <laughs> So we're going back and forth between the mayor and all of his male assistants, (laughs) whatever. And uh, Oh my gosh, did you notice one of their earrings? No. One of the vampires who's
2: like at the front of the vampire cluster has a left ear, long, dangly, I think there might even be like a feather.
1: Wow. Yeah. But
2: he's wearing a suit, I think.
1: It's, it doesn't go with his outfit, but uh, it really stuck out to me. Carry Interesting. on. Please. Interesting. So we, we learn in the War Room montage that um, there's going to be an eclipse, which means that all of the mayor's vampires are able to be a part of it. And also Angel is back in the game, as he puts it. <laughs> That puts me back in the game. He was so he's so excited. He was so sad that he just had to sit on the. Corner. I just want to
2: see Angel fighting in the broad daylight, uh, in like a hazmat suit <laughs> with like sunglasses. Oh my god,
1: that would be great. Um, so then we get a really nice moment that I'll also put into the sexual tension award bin Mm. between our favorite boyfriends, (laughs) Angel and Xander, who are like, Xander's like, okay, he's coming fine, but I'm still the key, right? I'm still the most important one. Right, 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 right. It's like, you two are like two little old ladies, just two biddies yapping at each other. Yes, yes. So throwing them in the ring. And then the the last bit of this montage is just a nice little throw to the mayor's tendencies, the mayor's ways. (laughs) And boys, let's watch the swearing. So
2: great. So great. I love, even though he's about to become what he's about to become, he's just still committed to his like family values platform.
1: He is a full person, a full demon, a full monster uh, man.
3: uh, Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: So... Jenny, there's a scene now that we have to talk about that we don't, it's not, we're just, we need a minute to to get our heads around how to discuss this scene. Yeah, yeah. So while we do that, while we take some deep breaths, uh, why don't we leave you here with a couple of words from our sponsor. Most of us work really hard to manage our time well enough to cook healthy meals, but life gets overwhelming. There are errands to run, vampires to slay, Extraterrestrial beings to investigate. Luckily, there's Factor. Factor has delicious, ready to eat meals. They are fresh, they are never frozen, they are chef crafted and dietitian approved. And here's the best part they're ready to go in just two minutes. Absolutely no cooking required. Having a selection of these meals in our fridge over the past few weeks has been a game changer. My wife and I are eating healthier and ordering takeout less, and this is not just about dinner. Factor offers over 35 different meal options to choose from each week with more than 60 add-ons. So there's breakfast, there's midday bites, and more. I have to admit I was hesitant at first. I've never had a ready-to-eat meal that made me feel good, and I have been astounded at how delicious each meal and snack from Factor has tasted. The difference is entirely because they're not frozen. They taste as fresh as if you'd made them yourself. They're also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com/buffering50 and use code BUFFERING50 to get 50% off. That's code BUFFERING50 at factormeals.com slash buffering50 to get 50% off. During Women's History Month, come explore
4: what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today.
1: Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Answers. Well, I was kind of hoping the ads would go on forever so we would <laughs> never, ever, ever have to talk about um, what we have to talk about now. So Cordelia and Wesley are packing up the books, which is very responsible. And, you know, I'm glad that in the war planning that everyone thought, let's make sure we get the books out of here before we blow the place down. You know? Oh, yeah. I know. Because when they were packing the books, I was like, why are they packing the books? And then at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, no. that's why they were packing the books. <laughs> um, so they're they're packing the books. And this is, I mean. Here's the thing. It's a scene that we don't want. We reject it. We put it back to whence it came. But it is done very funnily. It
2: is the scene that, like, the
1: ending that this subplot yes. deserves. Yes. And it's played very well. Like, the drama of it where he, Wesley's like, <laughs> Cordelia. And she's like, yes. <laughs> you know. And he's like, wanted. And she's like, wanted. wanted needed. Needed. Like, it is really, <laughs> It's if it weren't for the ick factor of this pairing, it would be just a hilarious scene. And I agree. I think that maybe this plot line was written and as it became, as it continued, everybody said, what are we doing? This is just a horrible idea. (laughs) Let's, let's drive this plane directly into the ground. Yeah. And so they do. Thank God. I mean, it would be really nice if this kiss never happened, but at least that's also how they feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's know. almost
2: like they and we all have been punished yeah. <laughs> mightily for their
1: transgressions. Yeah. Yeah, and and I just want to say that I think the kiss was so bad because of Wesley. Like it definitely Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely Wesley. Wesley's never kissed anyone before. Right. And Cordelia is like, "The fuck is this shit?" Which yeah. is kind of great. Yeah. That all said, yeah. keep it uh, in the words uh-huh. of Ira Madison III, please, please. please keep it.
2: Uh Also, like, do you think the direction was just like, okay, make this look so terrible. So terrible. (laughs) We want to make... Keep your bodies (laughs) as far apart as possible while your mouths are touching. We want kids to think that kissing
1: is the worst thing that could happen to them (laughs) show it let us let let us give everybody an episode where the kids can know that kissing sucks but draining someone of their blood is hot super hot Hot, 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 (laughs) hot, 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 hot. so we get that here thank you very much uh you know who also hates this scene who i would love to hear from is one (gasps) kate leth who has some fucking fashion to talk about some prom thoughts like from our prom thoughts and um you know also hates this scene so let's please as we as we wind down this season let's hear one last time in season 3 from Kate Lath it's time for our friend kate to give you the buffy
4: fashion update well, welcome back to buffy fashion watch until the end of our third season if you can believe it You might hear the delicate sound of rainfall behind me as Los Angeles enjoys its biannual weather. I hope you enjoy it. I wanted to start by giving a shout out to everyone I saw and met at prom. You looked phenomenal. I was completely overwhelmed. Everything I was expecting, you exceeded. High points to the spikes, Kendra, the several prom dresses with leather jackets, and the Sunnydale High cheerleader. It was one of the best and most well-dressed nights of my life. Thank you so much, everybody. So on to our finale. You know, sometimes I scrub through the episodes I've seen a dozen times or more just to check the fashion because I know the plot, but this one is just too good. It's one of those episodes that makes it hard for me to understand people who dismiss the show. I respect their decision, but it is deeply, disturbingly wrong. Anyway, the fashion This season has more leather than you can shake a riding crop at, and this big finish is no exception. Buffy wears not only the iconic red pants-black jacket combo, but the black pants-long red jacket one as well. Her hair is peak Buffy, and I love that even with a neck wound, she wears a scoop neck top, because what's up everybody, I'm the Slayer. Even Cordelia's biting her style in a long red jacket in her entrance, but it's knit and she's got butterfly clips in her hair. Bless her heart. Speaking of Cordy, this episode combines my two greatest loves and puts Cordelia in baby blue. Even though we have to watch the worst kiss possibly ever filmed to enjoy it, she throws back to her sweater set heyday during graduation with a matching cardigan, and I thank her for it personally. Willow is in typical Willow wear for this one, but we all know something's changed. I stand by it, guys. I still love Oz. And I still swooned for these two in the van before graduation. Honestly, I'm surprised Joss and the gang didn't get real blatant with her symbolism and get rid of her daisy chain necklace after the consummation. But I'm also kind of glad that they didn't. It's still Willow. Finally, a shout out to the entire season of Faith Lahane's looks. I didn't get to comment on all of them, but know that they are burned into my mind the same way they are surely burned into yours. She changed me, man. She changed all of us. Season three is really good. So we take a little break, and until it's time to shop for freshman year, I'll see you at the mall.
3: That was our friend Kate. She gave you the Buffy Fashion Update.
1: Oh, Kate. Kate, Kate, Kate. Just a delight in every possible capacity. Do you
2: think that if I call Kate in between seasons, she could just
1: whisper sweet? fashion nothings I am into the phone certain of it as a matter of fact you just call her on the mall pay phone sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll be Down there waiting the court absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh so my notes for the next scene are three things all I wrote was Larry Jonathan van sex that's my whole summary wow that is like not that far away from
2: what <laughs> I, I wrote what did you write Larry and Jonathan helping out uh-huh Van sex, but then I went back and added. (laughs) I sound pretty sure, don't I? Then I must be sure in the middle. Oh, but that was a post. I knew Van sex was coming, so I made the note before I right. Whatever. Got it. We're We're just on the same page.
1: Where did Oz come from? He is really great. He's a perfect. He's a perfect boyfriend. Yes, I've been looking for one of those. Yeah, I know. Look no further. Seth Green, (laughs) are you out there? Can you hear us? You have two queer women and many more, I think, who would love to date you. Is that weird? (laughs) Ah, we've been waiting for this call, said Seth Green (laughs) in his office. Seth Seth Green's so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So Larry and Jonathan are on their way. We don't know in this scene, but they're on their way to put all that shit in the library. Yep, yep. Uh, What exactly
2: do you think that is? What is it? Did you Some say? explosive
1: of some sure. kind. Sure. I don't know. I just. Fertilizer? Is fertilizer Ooh, explosive? Yeah. I have no idea. Cool. You can tell that there are two people in this room who do not build bombs. Correct. Uh, of any kind. So great. So that happens. Sex is happening. Great, great, great. We go back to the library and now we get round two of Angel being so fucking dramatic. I'm sorry. I just can't with him. Uh, I just need to tell you I'm. I'm not going to say goodbye. You know what, man? Say goodbye or don't say goodbye. Don't say I'm not going to say goodbye. What the fuck? Yeah,
2: it's kind of like saying that you're not going to say goodbye is its own kind of saying goodbye. Exactly. Dumbass.
1: (laughs) Come on. But also, I love you. Uh, If we get through this, I'm just going to go. Like, fucking. uh. And I like, whatever. I have a lot of feelings about Angel, but also the way that Buffy picks up her hand. And like she holds her hand up when she's receiving this. Right. And it's like she's containing and like she contains inside of her like a million fucking things. But Angel has just said, like, I'm I'm going to go. I'm not going to say goodbye. And she just closes her fingers like not even all the way. They just like close like halfway and she doesn't say anything. And I think it's really fucking beautiful. And I love Buffy. That's all I'm saying. Wow,
2: well observed and hard. To Did agree. you not notice
1: her hand? Closed? I
2: noticed it, but not in the like. It didn't stick in my mind the way that yeah. it apparently stuck stuck in this mind. Yeah. Um. Buffy went back for Faith's knife, which, thank God, had not been picked up by I don't know the mayor who was just there, or like some
1: kids smoking on the roof, or like a seagull or something. Oh my God! The sea. I would really like to see the choose-your own adventure where you could pick uh, a seagull picks up Faith's knife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. So she has the knife and it's actually done really well. Like she takes off the wrapper of and the knife. And there's some dried blood and it's stuck, up on Like, yeah, it, like sticks to the dried blood. Just not a, a lot of good details mm. happening in this Love episode. when a knife sticks to some cloth Yeah. some dried blood. Sure. Of course. So then we go to graduation. graduation. You all proved more or less adequate. <laughs> Spit out that gum. I saw that gesture. You see me after graduation. Dude,
2: this is so great. It's so great that, like, we know what's about to happen to Principal Snyder. And it's so great that he gets to go out in, like, true Snyderian fashion. Totally.
1: Totally. I mean, I really feel like, I think everybody on set, I think everybody loved Armin Shimmerman, just like we love Armin Shimmerman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think everybody loved Snyder. And they really, like, I think Joss went out of his way to give Snyder... A real snyder moment before totally his demise which totally. I agree, I'm super into that. now, did you ever go to graduation with sex hair? Uh, no, uh, no, I didn't. I was I, I was like I didn't and then I was like, did I go to graduation more than one time? No, just one time. You didn't co- have a college graduation? I didn't go to my college graduation. Wow. Yeah.
3: Can I tell you
2: what uh, all my friends did at college graduation? Did they all have
1: sex hair? No. We
2: all filled Pepsi bottles with red wine and put them in the pockets of our robes and drank. A lot of red wine, like a bunch of assholes. This is your
1: uh, college college graduation, graduation. (laughs) people drinking
2: age graduation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. I had transferred to uh, a school in New York City like in my junior year. So I just didn't have any attachment to my graduation. Like I would have sooner gone to the SUNY Binghamton. That's where I went to the first two years of college graduation. I, I didn't have a lot of attachment to Marymount Manhattan College. I see. Um, but my high school graduation, my high school graduation. So I graduated in the upstate New York area. And if you're familiar with Albany, you know that the city of Albany has a building called the Egg. If you don't know about this building, I suggest you Google it just so you can see what it looks like. It looks like a spaceship landed in the <laughs> middle. of It's like this orb and it has I'm pretty sure it has no windows. It's just an orb. I can't believe you've never taken me to this place, which sounds like it's right up my alley. Oh, you've never seen. This? The egg? No. Oh, my God. What the hell? Wow. Yeah. Well, I graduated inside of the egg. So it's don't worry about it. Uh It's the 100th anniversary of the founding of Sunnydale, which is a fact that I missed on my first few viewings right, of this episode. And the mayor
2: was the founder of Sunnydale. Right. 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 So.
1: so that's like and that's like you. I mean, I caught it. This is like my eighth time watching the episode. So I don't know. I just feel like we could have maybe given more to that moment. It seems like Mm. a big thing, and then so okay. There's there's a lot to talk about in this scene, but I love this. My God, he's gonna do the whole speech. Yeah, like this is true evil. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Not only are we gonna have to like fight him after he ascends, but first we have to listen to his speech. Yes, graduation speeches. Actually, I think he's doing a great job. He does do a great job. I wish that we got to hear the whole thing. Um ugh especially when he's like some people who should be here today aren't ugh, and yes. he like makes i think eye contact with buffy
1: oof and, and I well wonder but if that's that's like, good for buffy though because she's like confirmed in her suspicions about his human weakness it's like only giving her more strength oh yeah you know cuz she's like you oh, don't fuck think they're then. having like a shared moment of loss there at all Oh, I sure did not think that. No, I don't think so. Like, the mayor is I mean, he's
2: fucking... Of course, of course, of course he's he's full of uh mayoral, mm, <laughs> demonic whatever, it's stuff vibes. <laughs> but 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 he's still like, I don't know, he's still technically human and human beings are so complex okay. and like Think about the way that he like swooped into the cafeteria, not the colloquial use of swooping of course but the uh dictionary definition uh Uh, and and was like i see you angel i see you buffy here's why it's not going to work out and like i know some shit like you don't think that he has like the depth of understanding to think about like the fact that faith
1: and buffy we're friends and like, yeah meant something maybe you're to each right other.
2: I don't know I'm probably just no
1: putting... I mean listen the, the part of his speech that moved me the most is when he said at the end of your journey you're not the same oh. so that kind of ties into what you're saying that like mm-hmm. yeah he was ready to kill her in the hospital but like also we're all journeying through a lot of complex things and perhaps he shares a moment here you know right. I don't know but I do really love that message for so many reasons I mean this episode like in a macro way does an incredible job just like the series has up until this point of laying high school the high school experience over the experience of being the chosen one and saving the world right that like and and I remember er, like way in the early days of talking to people about this show them pointing out the fact that one of the reasons this show is so powerful is because you have these like episode arcs and then you have season arcs, and you also have series arcs. And I know we're only ending the third season here, but this is something that has been consistent throughout, that we have always seen this way of overlapping their experience in saving the world and in saving lives and in battling demons with the very day to day, real lived experience of being high school students. So, this at the end of the journey, you're not the same, is of course applicable to all of the big death like things that are happening here. But it's also super applicable to like go moving through high school, moving through anything in your life mm-hmm. and thinking you know what's at the end and you never do. You just like literally never do, you know? So, yeah. shout out to the mayor for that. Yeah. Uh, then there's an
2: eclipse and then he starts like having pains. <laughs> And then he has this great thing where he's like i love seeing him go back and forth between like i'm about to become a demon uh and i'm like really serious about it and like watch the swearing type stuff right and he, he so here he's like it has begun my destiny and then he's like it's a little sooner than i expected i have this whole section on civic pride <laughs> i was like what does he even expect is going to be left to be civically proud of after he like eats everything? Like, com- like, he's he's so
1: complex, very complicated, uh, okay, and then so
2: yes, he becomes a huge. Yes. ludicrous so, CGI snake demon.
1: Harry, Harry Groner, in the, in next week's episode, Harry Groner will also talk about the uh, troubleshooting of the r- suit ripping off of his body, which is a fun <laughs> little tidbit uh, to stay tuned for. But awesome. yes, he
2: becomes, yes, Jen, right, right, right. oh, Sorry, I just like, there are two, what feel like me, to be very clear, Jurassic Park references. Oh. Uh, from here forward, this is the first one where he becomes the snake, shoots up and like, Knocks down the um, congratulations mm-hmm. like Sunnydale Class of '99 banner, and it like flaps down. Very similar to the way that uh, when dinosaurs ruled the earth, banner falls down at the end of Jurassic Park oh. when the T Rex and the Velociraptors are having their wow guest uh, their uh gift shop battle. Wow, and Jurassic
1: Park. Dates 93, yeah, by wow, by a lot. Wow, I didn't realize that they were that far apart. Holy crap!
2: Uh, I in fifth grade, I've already said this, I think, on this show (laughs) that you owned Jurassic Jurassic Park t shirts. I had when I was a kid, Jenny owned
1: it in case you missed it. Jenny owned a Jurassic Park t shirt enough so that she could wear one every day of the week. Every day of the week, no repeats. (laughs) So, okay, so the mayor is now. The snake demon monster. Now, the first thing that I notice when this happens, Jenny, is everybody's... We pan to the the students, but we know the students have a plan. Then we pan back because behind the students are the parents. Jenny, every single parent runs. Not one parent is like, what's up with my kid? Yeah, not one fucking parent is like, let me make sure my kid is not being swallowed by that snake. They all run and they're gone. It's Uh, fucked (laughs) (laughs) up. It's pretty fucked up. And then, okay, so then also, I want to give a shout out to our very favorite extra. Uh, This week on social media, if you follow us on social media, we posted something that one of our listeners made that highlights the amount of times that this extra has been in the series. She has long, like, blonde hair with bangs. I think we We've called her Susan a couple of times. I thought we called her Claire. No, mm, I don't know if we called her either, actually. I think okay. it might be a third new mom together. But anyway, uh, she has a front row seat for graduation, and she gets some really incredible action. Like, she's, like, looking at the, de- you know, she just gets some moments. Wow. And I feel like it's nice. I feel like they, you know, they were yeah. like, hey, this girl's been in a lot of scenes. Let's give her a moment. So shout out to that girl, whoever you are. Hell One yeah. day I hope to find you in real life. And then Jenny. Commander Xander. Commander Xander and the class of 1999. Getting into it. Yo, and so, okay, so we're taping this episode on Sunday, March 25th. Yesterday was Saturday, March 24th. And um, you probably noticed that hundreds of thousands, millions of students... We're fucking in the streets of cities across the world protesting gun violence and being the biggest fucking badasses that exist on the face of planet Earth. So watching, like, being a part of that yesterday, seeing that, seeing that power, knowing that it existed, but then, like, just seeing it, and then watching this was like, there was just a connection for me. I mean, obviously, there's a connection of, like, them all coming together to defeat this evil, and there and the- fucking parents i mean i'm not saying anything bad about the parents. there's a a lot of wonderful parents also involved in this fight but like just there's something very powerful about the fact that the parents are out and the kids are like graduation gowns off and we all have like fucking battle axes on our fire hoses like they're in it to win it and this the battle is so real like people die we see students go down yeah in this like they they didn't make it this thing where like the students all live and the bad right. people all die like we see harmony getting bit yeah we see harmony we see larry get whaptailed and he's got to be dead that was a pretty serious that was pretty bad for Larry. larry larry was so good Aww, i love larry um but yeah we see some people that we know past just like students that don't have a name we see some students we know and we've had experiences with go down in this fight um, no one goes down as quickly as Wesley. Oh, my God. I love how like there's
2: a bunch of vampires and then they're they like moving and then they're like, oh, shit, look at this new flank. And it's like Angel, Percy and Wesley. Right. And all the vampires look
1: worried. Well, they don't know yet. That, they don't know yet, of course. Right. But
2: it's just like really funny but that they're Wesley... like, oh, shit. And then Wesley's like, boom.
1: Yeah. But And Wesley, I mean, of course he goes down right away. But we have seen Wesley chicken out every other time so this as much as like it's funny that wesley falls right away he runs head first into yeah, the battle and totally. that is a character trait that we have never seen from him massive improvement way to go west so yeah i don't know what's to become of him but you know maybe this is a turning point for our wesley anything is possible anything is possible
2: okay yes and then and then and then we come to it at last uh, Snyder is not pleased. No, he's uh, not. This is not orderly. Or disciplined. <laughs> uh, and he's like, buddy. He's, he's just trying to give the snake demon some commands. And the snake demon, yeah. in what is, to me, again, clearly a Jurassic Park reference, the second one, mm-hmm. in short order, Uh, Snyder gets eaten from above, just like... The lawyer Mm -hmm. uh, who abandons the children to hide in the rando bathroom that's available on the Jurassic Park guided tour trail uh, and then gets uh, snapped up by (laughs) the T Rex.
1: Totally. Yeah, you're right. It's it's the same. It's that moment of like the character that all season you've been like, (laughs) that. We get to let him go and feel good about it. I mean, oh whatever. I love Snyder, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Sad so you know, to see him go. We're graduating. We wouldn't have seen Snyder anyway, even if he had lived, because we're right, going right. to college now. Um, Buffy wore red leather to graduation. Her jacket <laughs> is red leather, and I am wondering because she has to. She knows her purpose is to make the mayor think about. <gasps> oh! Thing. oh
2: wow do you think those are the same red leather pants that she snuck into Faith's closet and silently slipped into well, in, I, the and the then she turned, turned that them created... into a jacket
1: Shit. oh it's a, ja- Sorry. <laughs> it's a jacket
2: jacket i am my mind up all is... night taking those leather pants and sewing <laughs> them into a jacket for my him. mind is
1: compromised <laughs> due to the material in hand yes <laughs> um so I don't know that was just a thought I had also Cordelia gets a six sleigh yeah right she looks real good slaying a vampire agreed totally does a great she job she really got like a Dorothy thing
2: happening the blue with the baby blue
1: that that with the white Kate collar swoon. Piece. yeah yeah that's true you do you know that for Halloween I was Dorothy like three years in a row because your mom didn't want to get you
2: a new costume. My mom made the you. costume. And I think she was like, she was I, like I, you have to wear this my again. Money's worth it.
1: yeah And I would carry a little stuffed dog in a basket. It was my Toto. Oh, my God. 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 Oh my God. So anyway, then Buffy's like, want Faith's nice. <laughs> and and she, then she says a line that Kate left texted to us after she sent us the fashion watch, which she said nothing else, Kate, except for it just slid in her like she was butter. Oh, my God. Do you know that I didn't know I <laughs> didn't know reference w- to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. I was just like, interesting, Kate. <laughs> oh, my God. Jenny. Wow.
1: <laughs> Wow, I can't
2: because wait to... Because the text came so so far in advance of me doing my, like, recent watch. Right,
1: right, right, right. Um, wow, that's tight. great. Great to know that anyone can send Jenny a text that says, just slid in her like she was butter, and Jenny will just be like, okay. Oh, I was like, all right. Kristen and Kate must have been having a side
2: conversation. <laughs> this has nothing to do with me. I will just let it oh, pass.
1: Wow, I can't wait to tell Kate all of this the minute we stop recording. Right, right. Uh, so So...
2: How how do you think it is that Buffy can run faster than this gigantic snake monster? Well, because it's
1: a gigantic snake monster, and also it's the first time that the snake monster has ever had to move in his own skin. Ooh, that's a good point. You know, so I think I believed it. Like she's so small, and she's like running with feet and bobbing and weaving and stuff. She doesn't have to crash through walls. And this is the classic. A snake is after you. You just got to make it tie itself into a pretzel. This is the- <laughs> well, of course you do this. Uh, so Bobby's running hither and thither. Wait, yes. Is the snake in a pretzel? <laughs> well, it's just like he gets all tangled in the school, mm, you know? Right. right, 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 right. It's just like confuse the large thing into like tying itself into a structure that it can't escape from. that is about to explode of course that is yeah and then that's the kicker is that it's about to explode oh my god um the only thing more oh
2: god than like what the cgi snake looks like to us today yes. is the fact that they were like also we're gonna want to get harry Groener to say Ooh. well gosh i love it
1: <laughs> i love it i would be so sad if it was not this right. way yeah it's so perfect because it's again it's just like that is that is this whole the whole line of the mayor was this (laughs) evil 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 well gosh you know just like (laughs) perfect i love it so much i know that everybody probably has feelings about it but mine are yes no the school is toast the school is toast we see jonathan and cordelia hugging it out outside which is cute um yeah and so sunnydale high school is gone it, has ex- it hath exploded. Good thing they got the books. Good thing they got the books. Guess yes. they'll move those books to Giles' house.
2: Some place where vampires don't have a standing invitation, perhaps? <laughs> wow, what a great idea. So Wesley is whimpering and asking oh, for paint. Oh, Wesley. Wesley is Funny, just- But it's okay.
1: It's just, he's, it and hurts then, so bad. Now listen. Yes.
2: Listen. Yes. He's being put into an ambulance by two firemen. Uh-huh. That is not a thing. Are you sure? I'm pretty fucking sure that's not a thing. Uh, Yeah, I guess I don't really know. Firemen go into the fire. They use the hoses. They get the cats out of trees. Maybe everybody's- They climb ladders. Just helping. EMTs and
1: paramedics- Maybe everybody's just helping. trained and licensed. Jenny, have you ever been to the scene of a school that is gone and fell into the earth when a snake inhabited it? Okay. They might just be helping each other out. Wesley's like the only person who needs medical attention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like they have two and EMTs. And he certainly does not need medical And attention. where are the
2: EMTs that, like, sh- know how to use all that equipment? I had no idea you people. were so upset by this fact. I mean, c- feel free to email us and let, <laughs> let us know if I am
1: way off base. <laughs> um, so Xander, I, I think. Listen, I know that you're annoyed with Xander from earlier, but I actually thought that Xander had a really good episode this episode. Um, and it kind of has a tag here at the end where he goes over to Buffy, and he's just like, "Listen, he made it through." Like, yeah, that's nice. You look, you look concerned, and I don't know, I don't know what's happening to me, guys. No, 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 I'm no. Starting to have feelings I'm, that are I'm good with you. Like, I agree. Like, upon
2: a closer look, the earlier scene that like really bummed me out. I mean, whatever. It's just annoying, but like, it's annoying for a lot of different reasons, right? Not just Xander reasons. Okay. Cool, nice work, Xander. So, so then, then, so Giles like worked at stuff, and then Buffy's like fire, bad tree, pretty, and then
1: Giles is like diploma, and then Giles
2: is like wait, do long what? Words. you can't just like
1: skip over that. Giles went into the flames to get Buffy's diploma for her. That's... <laughs> Can
2: I read my succinct y- summation yes, of this zone? Yeah, I'm gonna start from the beginning. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Giles is like worked at stuff, and then Buffy's like fire, bad tree, pretty, and then Giles is like diploma, and then Giles is like a lot of long words, including synchronicity that borders on predestination. That is some garbage language (laughs) and then Buffy's like fire bad tree pretty at the end
1: thank you I'm so sorry that I took you off course I just I my in all caps I had dad got her diploma yeah that is so nice you know what I have next in all caps Jenny in all caps I just wrote no (laughs) come on (laughs) angel (laughs) this Fucking God. Do you wanna know what? I'm not gonna say goodbye. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. And then this the smoke clears and there's a silhouette of Angel, and he's just looking stone faced at Buffy. Like I said, he thinks to himself, I'm not going to say <laughs> I'm not going goodbye. To <laughs> say goodbye.
2: <laughs> oh, I wrote, I, I wrote, then she feels his haircut. <laughs> And whips her head around. Like, that's what happens. She's, like, looking in a different direction. She's slightly (laughs) swiveling. And then she's like, what? (laughs) And, like, whips around to look directly at his pointy head. What is that spiky silhouette I see in the (laughs) distance? (laughs) And and Angel's, like, making cry face. And then they have
1: meaningful eye contact from 30 paces. And Uh. then he disappears back into the smoke fog. Into the smoke fog. And then you know what? This is this is what's good is that this episode doesn't end with Angel walking off into the smoke fog. It ends with Buffy back with her Scoobies and yeah. they're all together. Cordelia is there and Oz, Willow and Xander. And they're just like, wow, we survived high school. We survived. Right. And it's great. It's a great little like twist where yeah. Oz is like, we survived. And he's like, no, not the battle I'm in. High school. And then there's a great moment where he's like, let's take a moment. And like, they barely have a moment. Everybody's <laughs> like, all right, we're out, which is just so high school, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just so very high school. Uh, and then a beautiful pan down to the cover of that yearbook The Future is Ours. The baby. Future is Ours. They fucking did it, Jenny. They truly did. And so did we. So did we. And so did all of you. Wow. 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 Oh my gosh. I just said, I just took your line. I'm How so could sorry. you? I'm so sorry. But, oh, wow.
2: What is a journey? Is it just time? What does he say? Time spent uh, getting from A to B. What does he say? He, just, he
1: says, "Is it just time?" Listen, don't try to. But well, okay, don't try to replicate. Okay, cool. cool, cool, cool. Passion. <laughs> Speaking of passion, Jenny, it's the end of the episode, and uh, we have yet to deliver an important award—the final one of the season. In fact, season being named season Faith. Uh, We had two contenders in the ring. Mm -hmm. We had Angel and Oz, uh, and Angel and Xander. Angel putting really a heavy hand on the finale here. But I think that we have one other set of people. And we haven't yet considered? And I think it's important to consider them. Please, let's consider them closely. Well, (laughs) Well, it's like Faith and Buffy, they were in each other's dreams at the same time. They were in the other one You're telling me they did something at the same time? I, I, you know, in fact I am. In fact, I really am. And so I think that I would like to put them in the ring. Uh reminding everyone once again this is Season Faith. I'm just saying, uh we thought we thought that the last time we'd ever be able to nominate Faith for anything was was last week, but then the to be continued. It really really took a turn for us, didn't it, Jenny? Listen, if I had that dream
2: mm-hmm. in high school mm-hmm. and I was not yet aware of my queerness, mm-hmm. I definitely would have qualified as a queer awakening. <laughs>
3: oh, wow,
2: qualifier dream. All right, well, on that note, all of that the, the ambiguous dream language, the cat, the-, the cat, the the, <laughs> the the like uh like super overexposed like up by the window lighting.
1: Hell yeah. Well, on that note, why don't you play the jingle? Even have to talk about this. We don't. You know why? Because season faith. Bubby should just take whatever she needs. So, oh, like in the dream, yeah, and the dream. also want a cab, right? Hashtag bad girls. I- <laughs> Great. Congratulations, Buffy and Faith. Uh, we'll be sending you a special complimentary shelving unit that people only win when they get multiple as many awards as you've gotten this season. Oh, it's a shelving unit for, for the, the trophies. Yes. It comes with once you get past nice. a certain amount of trophies, you get this complimentary shelving unit. Do they just so- get
2: one shelving unit because yes. they live together, we
3: assume? Oh,
1: uh, yes. One shelving unit. They'll have to share.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> Great. Great. Okay. Uh, this has been quite a season, and we're not quite—I mean, we're done with the season, but we do have one last episode we'll next chat week with Harry Groner. So chat exciting! Chat with Harry Groner and you know, maybe share some of our feelings <gasps> with you because we have a lot of feelings. But um, we love you, and holy shit, season faith. Yeah, happy end of season faith. Happy end of season faith. Thanks for hanging out with us, and happy graduation. Happy graduation. Well,
2: hey, I'm Jenny Owen Youngs, and when I'm not making this podcast, I am making songs. You can hear some of them at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering, and you can always give me a shout
1: on Twitter At Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo, and you can find me over on my website, kristinnoline.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. You can also use that spelling to find me on Twitter and on Instagram. You can learn about the work that I do when I'm not watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is supporting LGBTQ communities and their families. And also, you know, I spend a lot of time taking care of a cat and looking for bagels if you're interested (laughs) in some of my hobbies.
2: (laughs) Those are your primary activities. Mm -hmm. Uh Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bufferingcast, and you can drop us an email at buffering the Vampire
1: Slayer at gmail.com. You can support our podcast in a few ways. You can go on over to iTunes and rate and review us. You can become a patron of ours over on Patreon. Just go to our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com, and click on Patreon, and you'll find out all of the fun things, one of which we mentioned at the top of the, the show today. We are having a Buffy watch where we all watch an episode together as one big happy family. We're doing graduation day one and two, a doubleheader. Uh, And you can find out all sorts of other fun things on our Patreon page. It's a really, really awesome way to support the show and also get fun things like, you know, the songs in advance and other such stuff. You can also support us by going on over to our store and buying yourself, you know, the season three CD or that new Willow Pin or like 14 copies of the erotic novel zine created (laughs) by Kristen Russo and Christine Tuna. We also have a lot of demon patriarchy smashing apparel over there. We even have baby onesies these days. So you can find that by going to our website and clicking on shop. All right. That
2: is everything. The sum total of everything we need to say for this episode. Yes,
1: except for please remember to stay tuned next week for our interview with Harry Groner. Ah, uh, yes, please do
2: that. Yes. And till next time, which is next week. Ah, <gasps> uh, woo!
3: Happy graduation. I tried to do what I thought was right A life for a life I came up empty-handed tonight Just can't say goodbye Cause I know I can't get it back Can't get it back If I let go right now I know I won't get it back Won't get it back If I say no Yeah, we might be young But we know what's right We're here for the good fight we each stand up to shine our light We're here for the good fight You're here for the good fight Sometimes we're all alone in the dark Waiting for some spark to light us up Our eyes will adjust Dust to dust to dust I know I can't get it done Can't get it done Without you by I know I can't get it done. Can't get it done without the class of 99. Yeah, we might. Last night, you told me what I need to win this fight. For you, I dream a dream of life. For you, I dream a dream of life. There might be young but we know what's right we're here for the good fight we each stand up to shine our light we're here for the good fight yeah we might be young but we know what's right we're here for the good fight we each stand up to shine